Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Welcome to a special episode of Trade Show University, the podcast for virtual and live events. I'm Jim Serbeck, your host, and today is all about live events as we celebrate Global Meetings Industry Day. But before we dive into everything, I just want to make sure that you do not miss any of the upcoming episodes as we continue to have updates on the reopening of live events. We have more amazing guests coming up and also the tips, tricks, and techniques that you need to get better results at your live events, virtual events, which are still going to be an important part of the industry, and hybrid events, which will continue to grow and grow. So get over to tradeshowu.biz. That's my website, tradeshow, the letter U, dot B-I-Z. Sign up for the email newsletter, plus hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you do not miss an episode. So Global Meetings Industry Day was held on April 8th, and it's an international day of advocacy that showcases the undeniable value that business meetings, trade shows, incentive travel, exhibitions, conferences, and conventions bring to people, businesses, and communities all around the world. Now, this day is being celebrated around the globe in dozens of regional events, and uh, today I am honored to bring you a rebroadcast of the panel discussion which was held in Las Vegas at the brand new expansion of the Las Vegas Convention Center. This panel was moderated by Rich Luna of Meetings Professional International and was with five of the top industry leaders in Las Vegas, just the best of the best on this panel the panel includes Chandra Allison, who's the Senior VP at the Venetian Resort, Stephanie Glanzer, the Chief Sales Officer of MGM Resorts International, Chris Flatt, the Executive Vice President at Wynn Las Vegas, Steve Hill, the CEO and President of Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, and Michael Massari, who's the Chief Sales Officer of Caesars Entertainment, who I was had the privilege of interviewing and featuring in a recent episode. I'll make sure to drop the link to that episode in the show notes, so go check that out as well. Now, you are in for a fascinating discussion filled with optimism, a lot of optimism and hope for an industry and especially a city in Las Vegas, which was hit so incredibly hard over the last year. Global Meetings Industry Day was developed originally by Meetings Means Business. And Meetings Means Business is an industry-wide coalition which showcases the value of what meetings, trade shows, conventions, and travel really mean to the economy and communities all around the globe. And Mike Massari is one of the uh, co-chairs of Meetings Means Business and one of the original uh, founding members, as I found out. And be sure to check them out. I'll make sure their link is also in the show notes to uh, to go there and see what you could do to help out with the advocacy. 
But I couldn't have brought this episode to you without today's sponsor, which is Caesars Entertainment. Caesars Entertainment is excited to be presenting the Las Vegas Meetings Industry Experts Panel for Global Meetings Industry Day. Caesars Entertainment is committed to the meetings business with more than 50 properties around the country with 10 first-class resorts in Las Vegas. Their latest edition is Caesars Forum, a 550,000-square-foot conference center located in Las Vegas. you got to visit CaesarsMeansBusiness.com for more information. And while you're there, you could take a virtual tour of Caesars Forum. It is spectacular. And when you think of the Caesars brand, you think first class all the way, and that's what you will see in every square inch of Caesars Forum. So you got to get over to CaesarsMeansBusiness.com. Okay, now I'm going to turn you over to Rich Luna, the moderator for today's Global Meetings Industry Day panel. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Global Meetings Industry Day. Before we start, I just want to say what an impressive entrance uh, to this facility. Wow. This is, this is outstanding. Just uh, beautiful. And uh, we're looking forward to a tour uh, after, but just a beautiful entrance. So again, welcome. Uh, to the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center's West Hall. I'm Rich Luna, Director of Publishing at uh, Meeting Professionals International and Editor-in-Chief of the Meeting Professional Magazine. And I will be the host for today's Global Meeting Industry Day panel event. We have a limited in-person audience for today's event, and I want to thank you all for being here. I also want to say that over the last few days, I had the opportunity to um, interact with uh, old friends and colleagues, thanks to the friends at uh, LVCVA and Caesars Entertainment, and uh, just uh, two wonderful days of camaraderie with old friends and, and uh, colleagues and, and new colleagues, and just a reaffirmation of the value of face-to-face. -face. And it was just uh, so invigorating, sharing tales of our vaccines and uh, life in our communities back home. But I think it's just, uh, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we're not there yet, but we're working toward um, bringing our business recovery back. We're going to hear more from our panel on that. So again, it was just uh, really appreciate uh, the opportunity to kind of enjoy time with, with friends and colleagues. Um, for those tuning in via live stream, uh, everyone in the audience, as well as our panelists, are six feet apart, socially distanced, and uh, all of our audience members are wearing masks. But at this time, I will ask our panelists to go ahead and remove their masks so I can make uh, introductions. So I am pleased to be joined today by Steve Hill, CEO and President of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, Chandra Allison, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing of the Venetian Resort, Chris Flatt, Executive Vice President of Hotel Sales and Marketing at Wynn Resorts, uh, Stephanie Glanzer, Chief Sales Officer and Senior Vice President of Sales at MGM Resorts International, and Michael Massari, Chief Sales Officer at Caesars Entertainment. Please welcome our panel. We're also uh, pleased uh, to have the support of several members of the LVCBA's uh, Board of Directors, including uh, the Chair of the Board of Directors, John Mars. Uh, also with us today, the Mayor of Boulder City, Kiernan McManus, the North Las Vegas Ward 2 Councilwoman, Pamela Gones Brown, and MGM Resorts International's City Center President and COO, Anton Nicodemus. Thank you all for being here uh, with us today. 
as you all are probably aware, uh, despite the extraordinary challenges of the past year, Las Vegas has seen tremendous growth. And today we're pleased to be getting a sneak peek of the Las Vegas Convention Center's new $1.4 million uh, square, 1.4 square foot West Hall, um, which was completed earlier this year, along with the Convention Center Loop, the innovative underground transportation system that will whisk attendees across the Las Vegas Convention Center's 200-acre campus in just minutes. Both the West Hall and the Convention Center Loop will celebrate their official debut during this year's um, World of Concrete, set for June 8th through 10th. So this is an exciting time to be in Las Vegas. Not only are larger meetings and events returning to the destination, but citywide, Las Vegas has added more than 2 million square feet of space in the last year. So to kick things off on uh, Global Meetings Industry Day, I want to start with Mike Massari, who not only uh, is a senior leader uh, at uh, Caesars Entertainment, but also co-chair of the Meetings Means Business Coalition. Uh, we've been celebrating GMID since about 2016, Mike. What what makes it so much more important this year? So, so look, I, meetings industry, Global Meetings Industry Day is about advocating for the meetings and events business. And, and so we've got a saying in our business that nothing, nothing good has ever happened until first someone had a meeting, until you gathered together face to face. And, and so it's important for us to understand that and to tell others about it, uh, and let alone the impact that it has on employment and uh, the taxes in the communities that we operate in. And I, look, I think nothing Nothing over the, more than what we've been through over the past year would tell us that we have to tell people about what we do and what the impacts are. And so I just think it's really important that we're out there and advocating constantly. And Global Meetings Industry Day is that venue. Is safe meetings. And uh, probably not any more an important topic for our industry. Uh, duty of care, uh, instilling confidence and trust uh, in, in, uh, in health and safety. Talk a little bit about how important that theme aligns with uh, today's, uh, today's events. Well, look, I think we've known for some time, and I'll, I'll open this up to my, my other operating friends here on the panel, but I think we've known for some time that, that you can have safe meetings and events, that we can gather people together with the right protocols and we can do it safely. And this is an example of it. We've been having meetings at our facilities since June, small meetings. And there were meetings happening all around the country since, since the July-August time period. So I think we've known that can happen, and we're really excited to, to get going. But the protocols are easy. We're all operators. We're in the logistics business. You know, the sanitizing, the, the, the spacing, these are all things that we know how to do, and we're quite capable of doing it. Um, I'm going to go to Steve uh, Hill, CEO and president of the LVCA, next. Um, some good news came out earlier this week from the state of California. And certainly here in Nevada, the governor recently took several steps to loosen restrictions on the gatherings in, in this state. So paving the way for larger meetings and events uh, here in Nevada. So uh, what, what does all this mean for, for this city and this destination? Well, thanks, Rich. And I, first, I just want to thank everybody for being here, everybody watching. Uh, this is the first event that we have had in this building. Uh, So, so welcome. Um, we're built for a little bigger crowd than we have here today, so we're really excited to be able to do that. And soon uh, we'll be welcoming um, a couple of smaller shows before World of Concrete, but World of Concrete will be here with a real group of you know very large uh, attendance uh, in early June. And what we really need to keep doing right now is uh, ask people to continue to be vaccinated. 
that is the real key to opening up safely. As Mike said, we can do the logistical stuff. We can make sure that everything that we have learned on the advanced steps in health and safety um, from a sanitary standpoint, from a logistics standpoint, we can all do that. These folks are professionals at it. Uh, we all are. Uh, but in order to really feel safe, people need to get vaccinated. And we're making great strides, not only here, because it doesn't just matter for us in Las Vegas, it matters for all of our customers around the country and around the globe. Uh, and you can see the results of that. Uh, so things are moving quickly. I think things will continue to move quickly. And I think by the time we get into the summer, everybody's going to feel great about this, including our elected officials, and we'll be able to get back to normal, frankly. What has been the experience in, um, thank you. Um, you know, what's been, and again, on Global Meetings Industry Day, one of the, uh, one of the initiatives, one of the objectives was to educate legislatures and, and city councils about, you know, the importance of our business. So, you know, what has been kind of uh, the lessons you feel like have been learned in terms of working with government officials over the last year? And, and, and well, the, I, I think there was an appreciation for the meetings and convention industry, you know, particularly in Nevada because it is such a big component of the overall economy of the state. Um, but absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, I mean, when, it, when the meetings and convention industry completely goes away, it is such a stark effect on our community and our state. Um, from an employment standpoint, you know, and I've said this before that, you know, a, a year and a couple of months ago, our goal was to get from 88 to 90 percent occupancy and, you know, to bump room rates a little bit. And we thought that was important work. Uh, and it still is. Um, but now you get this sense of, boy, it's so important just to allow people to get back to work. We have so many folks who are unemployed. Our state set a record for the unemployment rate in the history of measuring unemployment rates because of the importance of this industry and having it disappear. So it has become not a hard sell uh, to our elected officials how important meetings and conventions are um, all the time, not, not just in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I'm going to pick on you in a second here again. Uh, the LBCA recently uh, re shared the results of a quantitative research uh, study of business travelers that showed 91% miss face-to-face -face interaction of in-person conferences, conventions, and trade shows. And 74% believe that Las Vegas is best prepared to safely host in-person conferences, uh, conventions, and trade shows in the second half of 2021. So um, I'm going to ask everyone on the panel this question, but can you share some feedback that you've received from some of your customers and clients um, that kind of talk about this? I'll show you. Show of hands. Who's not sick of Zoom? <laughs> okay, there you go. That's, that's, the, that's the feedback. Right. Uh, everybody wants to get back together. Uh, there is there's really no one uh, in our industry or attendees that we've run into that isn't excited to, to get back to traveling, to get back to meeting potential new customers. Uh, I've said this six or eight months ago, and I don't think it's changed a whole lot. Uh, in the 13 months that we've basically been closed down, 
I don't really think I've created a new relationship, a real relationship with more than about 10 people. And you just can't do that effectively remotely. And that's what this industry is all about. Um, getting together, learning new things, meeting new people, developing new connections, and allowing um, all of those companies and those people to move forward. Very hard to do remotely, and, and we're excited. I, I would imagine everybody feels the same way. Yeah, you know, Chandra, Allison, uh, the Venetian Resort. Um, uh, same, you know, same. What, what are you hearing from from your folks? Sure, I would say similar to Steve. And when you just take a look at the back half of 2021, uh, it's very strong, uh, even to pre-pandemic levels, 2019. And you look at our future production. It's very strong. We have customers today that are making commitments for the future of face-to-face -face meetings, and I think that's pretty powerful when you've come out of a year where people have not been communicating face-to-face -face and they're saying, I'm going to commit now for the future because I know it's going to come back and I know the value of face-to-face. -face. And they've seen that through some of the virtual experiences that they've had to do because of the shutdown this year, and they're going all in and face-to-face -face for future. Better with face-to-face, -face, right. communicate better. You build deeper relationships. Uh, you know all these things occur with face-to-face, -face and, and and the last year cemented that in everybody's mind. I mean, everybody really understands deeply now why they gather face-to-face -face and how important it is to build relationships, learn, retain information, grow your organization. I I think when we look back this year of taking this away, will will make our industry stronger in the long run. I don't uh, think there's any replacement for it. There just isn't. You know, we, we all have experienced a lot more of these Zoom calls and meetings than we've ever had. And while it's been great to at least be able to stay connected, which has been really valuable for all of us, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the energy that you feel when you're in the room with people, you know, we're all experiencing it today. We haven't seen each other physically in a year. So, you know, you, you get energy from it. And all of these customers that come here, we have such a variety of businesses, and industries and different types of customers and groups that come to the city. And they come here to have a good time. They also come here to work and do business. So I think, you know, the ability to have a little fun, see each other, have dinner, go have drinks together, you know, that's what builds those relationships. And all of that really also helps to cement the industry and the business and all of the things that we're all here for as well. So I, I, it's, it's critical that we all get back face to face. Uh, Stephanie? I, I was going to add, Rich, that, you know, I think what we're all experiencing right now as this light is coming faster and faster, call it a light, call it a train, whatever you want to call it, it's really positive. Um, and I think similar to our planners, the decision makers, the attendees, people are ready. Uh, like we were all ready to come in this morning and whether you're fist pumping, high-fiving, or elbowing people, um, you know, that is where the, the success happens. That's where what Chris said, the energy happens. And the fact that we have so many groups hanging on and coming the rest of this year, starting very, very quickly. And I think even those groups are pleasantly surprised by the registration, the interest, the surveys that attendees want to come and want to travel. It's also going to be interesting, you know, we all keep talking about that obviously face-to-face -face is the most important. We, we know that hybrid is going to be around for a little bit and hybrid is here to stay. However, I do think that the feedback of what you asked from our groups is they're pleasantly surprised about those that are choosing face-to-face -face over the virtual, um, even this year. So I, I think it's very positive. I think the big, to Shannon's point, the big data point is 
you know, I think all of us booked as much or more business, more contracts for future business in the last 12 months than at any other point in the history of our companies. And so even in the middle of this pandemic, we all had customers clamoring to sign future contacts with us, contracts with us, and they were, that was so they could have face-to-face -face gatherings, so they could have meetings, because they know that that's the way that you grow and that's the way that you move your organization forward. And I would add to that, Mike, not only are they signing for future, but they're signing at their 2019 numbers. Exactly so right. they're expecting and signing contracts that have cancellation terms where they're expecting people to come back face-to-face, -face, even if they're going to do that virtual component. Well, certainly, uh, you guys have laid out some uh, some real uh, interesting insight in terms of the value of face-to-face. -face. And one of the other reasons to come back to Las Vegas, as I mentioned earlier, is all the new facilities and space, two million square feet of new space just in the last year. Uh, Chris, tell me what's been going on at, uh, at your properties. Well, we, we were all talking this morning about all the exciting things that were happening before we shut down. <laughs> and we, uh, we actually added a, about a half a million square foot building to our existing meeting space at Wynn, and we had just opened the space. So we had a couple of groups come through and had to shut it down. So that was a $420 million investment that we had made to the meetings industry at Wynn. And uh, we were really excited. Our customers were very excited. We were going into 2020 with full books and lots of business and unfortunately um, here we are. So we in the meantime have also uh, planned a remodel for our rooms and suites at Wynn. So that's going to start this summer and we'll finish that by the end of the year. And we have several restaurants and bars that we're also going to be remodeling. We have a restaurant that will be reopening uh, in the summer as well. And we have a new restaurant and sort of vibe dining uh, location opening with a partner of ours called H. Wood, and the restaurant is called Delilah. So we'll be opening that this summer as well. So we've got a number of things that we're continuing to work on and continuing to invest in and make sure that our customers, when they all come back, that, that they're uh, here to see something new and something exciting. So yeah. And Rich, this, this isn't just 2 million square feet of additional meeting space, which just, by the way, would be as much or more than many great American cities have to begin with. This, this is this hall, right? This is fantastic. This is a marvel of architecture. This is the, the half a million square feet that Chris is describing has some of the best indoor-outdoor space in the world. You've got the two largest ballrooms ever built that opened up at Forum. I mean, th these are fantastic spaces. Uh, you have the Legion Stadium. These are transformational spaces for our city, and they've been, they've been built and ready to go for f many months now, and they're getting ready to be unleashed on the world. I mean, literally. I love that Mike's selling my space. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. We've all gotten close. very, very close this past year. We've spent a lot of time together, everybody that's up here on the stage. We've got to make sure people come here first. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Stephanie, over at uh, MG, what's happening over there? What's new? Well, I, I can't give uh, the additional square foot that my, uh, my friends can give, but what I will tell you over the past year is, aside from obviously taking the time to invest in capital and improvements and from Bellagio room remodel to enhancing meeting spaces, we've really taken the past year to say, how do we speed up some of the digital innovation that we were forced to do due to health and safety 
and at the same time, how do we take that to another level? So MGM Resorts has been very focused on improving, again, not just the meeting planner, but also the customer attendee, convention attendee through, uh, through digital, not forcing it, obviously giving a chance whether somebody wants to use contactless check-in or not, but to get that personalization. But that has really been the focus of what we've done, again, on top of all of the health and safety that we're investing in. And actually, I think you all just announced uh, the convene with confidence. Correct. Um, and uh, so, you know, again, so what are the resorts and venues and, and the staff doing to kind of uh, you know, help get back to meetings safely? What are some of the things that are happening? Sure. So uh, for MGM Resorts, Convene with Com Confidence is really the overall health and safety plan. It's taken from our seven-point safety plan as a company uh, and spe made specific to our meeting and events. So everything from how we're scheduling uh, coffee breaks to how traffic flow arrives for a program, how a guest is arriving, how they're getting from the meeting space uh, back to their guest rooms. But on top of that, we uh, again yesterday re-announced the uh, opportunity and option, again purely optional for those groups that want to take advantage of our partnerships that we have with Clear, Q Health, and Impact Health, uh, which is really using your Clear Pass or your Clear app like you do at the airport in order to track testing and soon-to-be vaccination uh, records. So the, again, for those that want that mitigation of risk uh, to offer it within the meeting spaces for those groups, the testing that we're doing uh, has the capability to be rapid but PCR molecular, so results in under 20 minutes delivered to an attendee's phone. Um, and again, what's interesting to me is, yes, we have done this for many groups and piloted it since September. We've also had hundreds of groups that have had the standard convene with confidence safety protocols. And like Mike mentioned earlier, we've all hosted hundreds of groups since reopening in June, obviously within the group gathering guidelines, but I think that that is something that we need to continue to do as a city and as an industry, is show the world how safely people can get together face to face. Chandra, over at the Venetian, what, uh, what, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of similar protocols, but what are some of the things that you all are doing? Sure. Uh, early last year, kind of in the middle of the year, we rolled out our Venetian Clean Commitment. It had over 800 initiatives in it that really put a focus on sanitization, certainly um, contactless payment technology, and we have searched for vendors similar to MGM Resorts where we can offer options for customers that are looking for digital health pass, on-site testing if they wish to do so. Um, so there's a lot of initiatives that we have been working on to get ready to bring large meetings and conventions back. Um, in addition, we've uh, also brought in some new experiences during the pandemic, and um, we're really excited to introduce those to meetings and convention customers when they start to come back, small meetings, large meetings, if they're, if they're looking for a really neat experience. We've had the Stella Studio that we announced at the end of 2020. We renovated the Venetian pool deck, and we opened some new restaurants, Milos specifically, and then we're excited because in the MSG Sphere, uh, which you can see from here, just topped off, and in the next couple of years, that's gonna bring an amazing experience to the Las Vegas landscape. So we've got a lot going on, and we're certainly well positioned to start bringing back groups and conventions in the not so distant future. And Rich, what, what I would say to all this, you know, when, when Stephanie and Chandra described their protocols, I mean, these are some of the best protocols in the industry, as are ours at, at Caesars. And we have obviously all of our customers ask us about our protocols, and they want to know precisely what we're doing to make sure that they stay safe. 
after that, nobody expresses any lack of confidence in our ability to do that. I mean, our customers, by and large, all feel very, very comfortable meeting and having events with us because they know how seriously we take this and how great the protocols are here in, in Las Vegas. I, I, if I, I could just gonna... add one quick thing, too. Um, back in August of last year, something I, I think we're all really proud of, we all worked together as a group to make sure that our governor and all of our state officials and anyone that is making decisions on how we return our business and how we do this safely. So we actually had the governor come in for a tour. We set up meeting setups and meal setups, uh, showed the protocol that we've all put together to make sure that they all understood how we do our business in our buildings and what that looks like. Because sometimes for people that aren't in the industry, they may not understand scale as an example. So. I think we were all very proud of the outcome of that and being able to work really closely together to, to put that program together. And um, you know, we've all, I think, gone the extra mile to make sure that our buildings are safe, that our customers and our employees are safe. We actually, many of us have uh, vaccine locations in our buildings. Uh, we do at Encore. And we also have a lab that we, we built inside the property as well. So there's a big commitment from all of us to make sure that we're doing everything possible to keep everyone safe. I think you've probably heard over and over uh, so far this morning that the, a group of us have literally, this is our normal Thursday meeting. Um, and we started this a year ago and some used to meet twice a week, went to once a week. And the point is, when Chandra's talking about her safety protocols or we're talking about ours or the partnership with CLEAR or the testing, these are not things that we are holding into ourselves. We have worked together to ensure that there is consistency in what an attendee gets when they come to Las Vegas from health and safety, what we think we can do to, again, take this to another level as the experience goes in Las Vegas. Um, there's many people sitting out here today that all of us talk to on a regular basis. So I think that needs to be, um, that, that's very special to me. Um, you know, we talked earlier when we talked about CLEAR, we were all calling each other saying, well, this is what we're looking at. What are you looking at? And these are things that only benefit us as a city, um, which I think is really important. You know, Rich, Rich I'll, I'll just add, um, when we talk about meeting attendees, these, these folks are Vegas fans. They have been here before for the most part. Um, you, you talked about the statistic of uh, attendees here feeling like Las Vegas will take care of them. And I think a lot of that is, has been earned by all of these properties and the relationships that they have built with these people over time. They, they have their favorite places, their favorite hotels. They know that uh, those they know in Las Vegas are going to take care of them because they have taken care of them in the past. This is just a different environment with some different um, aspects that we need to think about. But it, it's a relationship uh, of service and responsibility that has been developed with our customers for decades. That's, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Steve. And again, I think it's, uh, you know, listening to the group talk about the collaboration that took place, uh, you know, in, in these darkest hours that we've, we've been through uh, is, I think, a very encouraging sign for, for our business. And Rich, just to add one thing to this whole point, and, and for all the folks here from Las Vegas, I think you'll really find this heartwarming. Uh, we finished this document, I think, on a Wednesday with a tour on a Friday. Does that sound yeah. about right? And, and within 48 hours, I think we had 45 logos, if I'm remembering correctly. So the community just, I mean, it's a very, very tight community. It all rallied behind this very quickly. So it, it is, it's heartwarming. Uh, when you talk about GMID, 
um, you know, it's, it's all about advocacy. And uh, maybe we've kind of had it all in one day, but really advocacy needs to be every day of the year. You know, and Mike, as, as uh, co-chair of the Meetings Mean Business Coalition, you know, how important is it for us to understand the value of advocacy for our business 365 days a year? Yeah, so, so how many of you, just by show of hands, have seen the Invisible Industry video from maybe 10, 12 years ago or something like that? A few? So th this was about all the different parts of the supply chain for meetings and events and all the different people that it impacted and how many people it employed and also talked about just the incredible things that that we do when we meet we literally change the world and and, and you know so so we all spend so much time trying to beat each other trying to find customers trying to uh, trying to grow the meetings and events industry I think we all have to take part of our time and make sure that the broader population particularly government officials fully understand what meetings events do, why they're important to society, and how many people they impact. We live in a privileged position here in, in Las Vegas because, and in Nevada because most of our politicians understand that because we're in the tourism business. But that's not true across the rest of the country. And I think we all need to take, every person in this industry needs to take part of their time and really advocate for that and make sure that people understand you know, how important this industry is and how many people it impacts. Chris, what's, what's one thing that everybody can do to advocate for our industry on a more regular basis. Well, I, I'd have to give a shout out to U.S. Travel Association because yeah. I think they have done a phenomenal job over this past 13 months, so feel free to clap for that because <laughs> I, uh, they, they have worked tirelessly and Roger Dow and his team have really supported us. And so I think, to Mike's point, it's a matter of us supporting them and their efforts and participating and doing what we can to help um, advocate for this industry, you know, and I think between, you know, tourism and meetings, that's our lifeblood here. So uh, we all have to take that time, spend spend the money, and be involved. So uh, I, you know, I think this, this year, this pandemic has taught us all even more about that and how, how important that is. Our, our weakness occasionally is that we're a disparate industry with lots of different pieces and many, many small businesses. But that's also a strength. I mean, we have strength in numbers. We have so many people that are impacted by this. Uh, I think it's something like, and Raina, keep me honest here, but is it one in eight people are employed in the meetings and events business, right? And so, or tourism broadly. And so we have strength in numbers if we can really, if we can really corral that and make it useful. Um, Chandra, um, you know, the, how, how do you see the industry changing and evolving in the, in the coming years? I mean, what do you see planners and attendees in terms of what do they need to prepare for and, uh, you know, kind of what excites you most about the year, year ahead? Well, I think as you look today and meetings start to come back, obviously they're going to feel a little different um, for the rest of the year, right? There's protocols that we've all been working on, safety mitigation um, plans. And so as you come back, those are going to feel a little different initially, right? We've got physical distancing, we have um, on-site testing, we have digital health pass. So I think initially, it's going to feel a little different um, with an emphasis on the sanitization and, and all of the things that we've been working so hard to bring meetings and conventions back safely. But when we look towards the back half of this year, 
um, as, I as I mentioned previously, it's very strong. People are looking forward to getting back to face-to-face -face meetings. We have a number of customers that are going to be doing their meetings and events for the first time, and they want to find a vehicle to talk about the value of meetings and events because they've done them virtually. And so I think it's exciting, and there's a lot of pent-up demand, and customers are willing to advocate as well to talk about their first meeting and event back and how successful it was. And so I think as Las Vegas, it's a really exciting time as we look towards the future in the back half of this year. We're gonna have a lot to talk about. Steve, what about you? I mean, what are, what are you most excited about? Uh... Well, um, I'm excited to just welcome everybody back. I mean, it, <laughs> it has been lovely around here. It's eerie in this big space <laughs> with no one. We were excited to have a test center for a while. Um, you know, I. I think having a, a complete break um, is both a real opportunity, uh, but also something that we need to pay attention to. There there's, there's, was some amount of inertia and yeah, I'll be back for the, next, the same show the next year kind of thing, but it's just a kind of expected. And that break, um, I think, causes some to, to reevaluate, okay, how big should this meeting be? How many of our people should go? The, the industry is going to have to, um, I think, really concentrate on providing value and a real reason to attend. I think that's going to be incumbent on all of us uh, to make sure that uh, the return on investment uh, for the, the attendance is there and easily seen. Uh, and there's also been a lot of conversation around whether the virtual aspect and things we've learned that way uh, over the past year will have a, an impact. Um, and I see that really more as an opportunity for shows. I mean, I've related it to pay-per-view, where you can still sell out the event, but it's an opportunity to broadcast all the, or at least some of what that uh, event provides and create new fans and maybe create new revenue streams. So I, I think those things can really coexist to the benefit of the industry rather than uh, a trade-off one against the other. Because if you're watching it on television, you want to be there in person. And so I think, you know, hybrid and expanding the audience and getting more people engaged in the conversation, it does nothing but help face-to-face -face meetings and events because it's not the same. The magic's not there, as we talked about earlier. And so people will, will do that and then want to participate face-to-face. -face. That'll be the holy grail, so to speak. It's well said. Uh, Stephanie, what are some of the things that, um, that, uh, that the organization is doing to kind of, you know, help reinvigorate the industry and kind of get some things going again? I mean, what are some of the things that you guys are doing? Well, you know, I mentioned earlier the digital innovation, but I think where what Mike just said about, you know, FOMO, people wanting to be there, it's about experiences. So I, I'm most excited as we look into the future and, you know, everything is a city that we have going on as a sports destination and Allegiant Stadium and all these amazing uh, things happening is capitalizing on those experiences. And whether they're done digitally or hybrid or in person, we have all taken the time to say, we're going to have to show this off to the world. We want to show this off to the world. So I think that's what I'm most excited about is again, how do we take those experiences, give them to our groups, have the attendees experience them, go back and talk about them and say, I can't miss that again next year. The other thing that I wanted to, to talk, talk, comment on is, you know, if anything over the past year, and it's awful to say that something negative would bring this on, but I think 
as a community, as an industry, no matter what groups we're in, whether it's MMB, whether it's US Travel, whether it's the EIC Task Force, or the hundred others that many of you sit on and have talked to through over the years, we've all gone through this together. We've gone through personal change together, we've gone through professional change together, we are Zoomed out, but those Zooms, by the way, we all talked and collaborated more in the past year about conversations, contracts, hard, difficult conversations, by the way, some of them. And I like to think, and I may sound a little Pollyanna here, that we have come out of this tighter, um, the, the customer relationship between a supplier and a buyer of having conversations on cancellation and attrition, and both of us being in places where we're protecting our own business. We, we run businesses, but yet we've had to work together. So when you ask about you know what we've done over the past year, I, I like to think that we're gonna come out of this a little bit stronger um, in our network. Yeah, so much, uh, so much has changed in the past year, not just in terms of cleaning and sanitation, but the way we work, the way we live, the way we travel. Um, and you know, while we'll eventually want to get back to normal, whatever, whatever that normal will be, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that, 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 you're gonna, that you take away from the past year? Some of the things that have changed for the better um, that you see your organizations and maybe even yourselves personally embracing kind of going forward, you know, Chris? Sure, I'll start. Uh, I would say, you know, all of us having been home probably more than we've ever been in our lives or careers m makes people think a little bit differently about the importance of that. I think it reminds you that, you know, we all have to really find that work-life balance. So. I do think that generally, as a society, that's going to be more acceptable. And I think, you know, there are there are a lot of companies that aren't or never have been really comfortable with with employees working from home. So I do think there'll be probably more of that because that seems to be a little more acceptable. And I think we found a way to be really connected. Um, you know, technology is going to be a really I think a bigger part of our daily lives more so than it's been in the past. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, Stephanie talks a lot about choice because we want to make sure that everybody's got an option to be able to do their business the way they want to. But to be able to have the technology to be able to keep people, you know, safer or more comfortable, um, particularly as it relates to being able to come back and do what we want to do face-to-face -face and, and give them the opportunity to feel extra safe but through technology, I think, is, is a really great thing. So we've learned a lot about that. All of us have certainly spend a lot of time looking at different opportunities with whether it's apps or the contactless check-in, those types of things. So um, I think, you know, those are a couple of things that to me uh, certainly will, will change. You know, we all, we all have a lot of responsibility and I think during this time we all realize just how big that is, whether it's to ourselves, our families, our companies, our colleagues, our customers. Um, it's a really big responsibility. This is a very big industry, and I know, you know, I'm in it because I really enjoy being around people and meeting new customers and building new relationships, and, you know, that's how I get my energy in, in my day. So I, I really have missed that, and I, I think there is going to be a really, you know, the pent-up demand I think is bigger than any of us can even imagine right now. You spoke a lot about the uh, about stewardship of mm -hmm. uh, of what we do. So, you know, Mike, what about yourself? What are you gonna, you know, what are you gonna take away from all this as and uh, as, as you as you look forward? So, I, I think that 
being interested in the discovery process becomes even more critical for all of us now than it's ever been. I mean, it's always been really important, but every company, every organization, uh, all of our team members, everybody that we're associated with are going to think about this situation differently. And I think it's really incumbent on all of us to, to be interested and to ask lots of questions. I don't think we can, we can, we never could, but we certainly can now have a set of offerings that are narrow. I mean, I think we're going to have to be all over the place. And, and have different offerings for different customers that have different needs. And so we'll have to really understand those needs. Steve, what about you personally? Well, I'm sure I'm going to agree with what all my colleagues here say, but I, I, what I'll point out is if we had not gone through a pandemic in the last 12 or 13 months, we could very possibly be sitting up here on this stage talking about um, the social upheaval and lessons learned from that over the past 12 or 13 months as well. And I don't think we should forget that. Um, Las Vegas has always been an exceptionally inclusive place, um, but I think we have all learned a lot uh, in, in those areas as well over the past year. Uh, I know we have here at the LVCBA, but um, I, 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 I was a I was the grump Chris was talking about from a work from home standpoint, for example. Um, it's like, eh, I want people here, I want to see them working. Um, and you learn that, well, there's a lot going on in people's lives. Now, a lot going on in people's lives over the past 12 months. But just learning how to um, respect where everyone's coming from, uh, how to work with them in a way that um, allows them to bring their best self to work or their best self to a meeting, um, I think has been really amplified over the past year. Um, pandemic is, you know, for our industry in particular, shut it down. But um, I, I, I hope we learn that as well. There were other Stephanie, other yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie, what about yeah, you? Yeah, first of all, I, I love what Chris said about how we appreciate things a little bit differently than we did 12 months ago. And, you know, many of you have heard me say that we're going to appreciate that dinner around the table every night a little bit more going into the future. But from a, a, a professional standpoint, I would not have made it throughout the past year if it wasn't for the team that I have. And I, I say that to them as often as I can. Um, the, co the collaboration, the brainstorming, the strategizing about how do we keep this going, how do we stay connected with our, our customers, and, you know, not necessarily by reduction of labor, but what we've spent the past year doing is to say, how do we get better? How do we become more efficient? How do we streamline our processes? Um, how do we work together better? So, again, aside from, you know, the spaces and the digital and the investment, it's about taking the past year, you know, we were, we were, how many worked more in the past year than they've ever worked in their lives? And we didn't have groups in, but we were busy working on how do we come out of this better in the future, so. Chandra? Well, I couldn't agree more with uh, um, all of my industry colleagues here. We've certainly worked very hard together and come closer together. And I would say, um, again, to similar with Stephanie, it's our team has been absolutely amazing. We have had to change, react, adapt, do so many different things while everybody's dealing with children at home and spouses at home. So everything everyone has said here, it's really um, had to humanize a very human industry, right, even more so than it ever has. And so we've learned a lot on how to adapt 
even though we are in a world of adapting all the time. Um, but my team's just been absolutely amazing and nimble. And the relationships that we have further strengthened, Las Vegas has always been known for really great relationships, but I think through this pandemic, we've had to work even harder to stay in touch with our customers, connect with our customers, understand what their needs are as we go forward. And I think that's only strengthened our relationships through this as we come out of it um, for the future. I, I would just add one quick thing to that. You know the. The, the difficult conversations that we've had to have this past year because, you know, everybody on either side of the conversation is struggling, you know, depending on, on what's going on. So we've had some really, really hard conversations. And at the end of the day, that is what strengthens the relationships that we do have with our customers. And, you know, keeping the teams, keeping people motivated and keep, keeping people feeling positive about what's happening, even though none of us had any idea what was going to happen tomorrow. I have to say too, I, my, my team and the, the people I work with at Win have been absolutely phenomenal. Everyone has worked so hard and we just want to make sure we take care of each other, take care of our customers and move, move through this and get to the other side. So I think that's, you know, those are really, really valid points and we couldn't do it without the people we work with every day. Um, you know, Global Meetings Industry Day has, has you know, started out as advocacy, and, but over the last year, I think a lot of other words kind of come to mind. Hope, resilience, faith, confidence, um, you know, the value of understanding, the value of face-to-face. -face. And um, what, um, I'd like to go around, you know, one more time and uh, just, you know, maybe what are, what are some things you'd like to leave us with in terms of uh, inspiration, of, of things to think about as we go forward from here? You know, Chris, you want to start? Sure. I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, we keep talking about advocacy, but, but I do think that, you know, the continued support, the continued advocacy, setting an example of what we can do uh, to support this industry and this business, um, you know, get our vaccines. I think that's just, that is really an important thing that we all need to continue to talk about, whether it's with our employees, our families, our friends. That's just really important to get everyone traveling and feeling comfortable to do that again. Um, you know, there's, we always look back, we, you know, many of us in the room have, have been here through 9-11 and, and the, the recession and, you know, some other things that we've been through and, you know, we all come out stronger, and I think that even through this pandemic, there's things that we all look back and go, okay, you know, maybe not yet, but in another six months or 12 months, we may look back and go, you know, there were some good things that came out of that. And, um, you know, we learned a lot. So take what we learned and then keep moving forward and, and be better. Chandra? Yeah, as I look back over the last year, there's um, been so many investments made in Las Vegas and there's a lot of future investments that are still coming. And I think that's the spirit of Las Vegas and what makes us such an amazing destination. And so if I can think of one thing is our team members, right? We are ready to welcome back meetings and events in a really big way. And we've been working so hard for the last year. And so, you know, come back to Las Vegas, bring your meetings and events back to Las Vegas because we are ready and it is going to be, if not the same, even better experiences than you had previously. And we're bringing new, um, new, new assets, new experiences, new venues to, to the market. And it's going to be even better than before. Stephanie. 
I, I would add on to what you just said and only say that the community um, and the appreciation, you know, it's been interesting to me, whether it's a neighbor or a friend outside of what we all do, asking questions about, you know, when when is it going to come back? When are our people going to come back? When do we get to serve our people? And they are in industries, again, the impact of what we do to this city. So the, the appreciation and the, the hope that we give to this community uh, to get every employee back, even if they're not directly related to meetings and events, is so vitally important. And when you asked about that one word, I mean, let's remember why we do this. It is about the energy of face-to-face, -face, and let's have a little bit of fun, or maybe a lot of fun, as we do it. Um, and, you know, you used the example, Chris, of walking in this morning, how great it was to see, whether we've seen each other virtually, talked on the phone, or it's somebody that you saw, you know, once over the past year, but that energy of seeing face-to-face -face and the smiles um, is, is really what it's all about. Mike. You can top that. <laughs> I, I would build on all this by saying it's the power of face-to-face -face and the impact that it has on people. I mean, it, it, you know, all that we're talking about here is that there's really magic that, that happens when we're gathered together face-to-face, -face, and everybody knows it from, uh, from the bellman to the, uh, to the cab driver, to the person at the airport, to the person here, to all of us, and, 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 and it's, we should worry about a lot of things in our careers. We ought not worry about the power of face-to-face -face and what it brings to the world. And so, you know, I think we're in a great industry that really has a lot of impact on people. And Steve, uh, boy, I tell you what, you're beaming today uh, with this beautiful new facility, and I'll, I'll let you have the last word. And uh... Well, thanks again, everyone, for being here. Um, we're I hope Las Vegas is really proud of this place. I hope you get a chance to see the Boring Company Loop and see what that is going to do for this city in the future as we move it out uh, into the resort corridor and out into the community. Uh, you know, last year, and these folks will probably tell you this at least in private, uh, they were probably a little frustrated with me because I was um, a little more pessimistic about the ability to operate our industry in the middle of a pandemic. And then as vaccines rolled out and we moved into the new year, I've probably become one of the most optimistic people. Um, and I am still that way. Um, we are on the edge of being past this. I, I, I think everybody in this industry um, should feel really excited about what the future, and I think that future is coming faster than what you may expect it uh, to come. Um, we are getting near the end of this. We do need to continue to get everybody vaccinated because that's the way to get all the way to the end. Uh, but by the time you're here, these, these concerns are going to largely be behind us and we're going to be able to get back to normal soon. And I think sooner than a lot of the projections out there uh, predict right now. So I, I'm excited. I'm, I, I think we're ready to go. Well, thank get you back. so much. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know that, uh, sir, I can't get away without a, a blatant plug at MPI, but uh, we're, we are very excited that we will be here in Las Vegas uh, in, uh, in a couple of months at uh, Caesars Forum for our, our conference. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we are very excited about the opportunity to come to Las Vegas and hearing all of uh, your stories and the things that this city has gone through and continue to move forward. 
um, I think, again, I think it's going to be a, a very bright future. I know you guys will continue to continue to uh, uh, innovate and uh, create great opportunities for the meetings and events business. Um, so I want to thank our panelists for uh, being here today and taking part of this important uh, conversation. I'd also like to thank all of you, uh, particularly those who got on a plane for the first time, who had the courage to say, I want to be there. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to our um, live stream audience. And um, I hope that you all have a wonderful day and uh, enjoy this beautiful facility today. Thank you all so much. So thanks so much for joining us here on Trade Sheet University for this special Global Meetings Industry Day panel rebroadcast brought to us by our friends at Caesars Entertainment. And please be sure to get over to our website at tradeshowu.biz and sign up for the email newsletter for all future updates and episodes as this is such an important and exciting time in the industry. Thanks so much for joining. We'll see you back here on campus next time at Trade Show University.